This is a Rooster Teeth production. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the final episode of OT3. And this is my episode about Harry Potter. Hey! Uh, Just kidding, JK sucks. Yeah. (laughs) Which is why I'm not going to talk about the books, and instead I'm going to talk about the fandom and the fanfiction. But mostly a fanfiction in particular, but we'll get into it. But we actually have a little bit of a special guest today. Who do we have joining us at the table? Oh it's me. It's Jaren. Oh my I'm God. not just a voice. Oh my God. The man, the myth, the legend. He's a real boy. Well, I guess in the audio podcast, I'm still just a voice. I mean, you, know, you are the voice. But now you're actually here, visible. Mm-hmm. And then to the audio listeners, it's Jaren. You know who he is. You know. It's me. So, um, can we explain what's happening and why Jaren's here and what's yeah. been going on? So, I just said that it's the last episode. Uh-huh. And uh, I thought Jaren should be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, kind of, that's the, the kitten caboodle. This is the end of the road to the cancellation of OT3. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. 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 We lasted oh. a year, which honestly, longer than I thought. Mm. Let's be let's be honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As we all actually do have really important jobs at Rooster Teeth, this was a project that we got to do. Um, we got the opportunity, and it's been really fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there is still lots of job, and it tears at us all the time. So I... Yeah. I absolutely wrote the episodes up for the last two episodes I did uh, at after 11 p.m. at night. Yeah, Yeah, I think Sarah stayed up till 2 a.m. getting this prepped. It turns out when you're not a full-time cast member, trying to run a podcast is really hard. There's a lot of prep and a lot of like, you know, just a lot of research that needs to be done. Mm Mm-hmm. Especially with the way ours is, we like we, we everyone writes outlines and mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like we have like a entire like run through of like, what this. How should... many times have we said, "Oh, like sorry, I was writing this outline at three a.m." Like, yeah, right, yeah. Because <laughs> it's like during the day we have our jobs, and like even as it is, I'm behind on my job. Like I mm-hmm. have resumes I need to go through for an open position. I have not had time, and it's been two months. In your defense. Whoopsie. Like, all of us at this table are just overloaded with shit. <laughs> yeah. But, hey, uh, it doesn't mean that we're gone forever. If you are unaware of us, we all um, still exist online. We all are on social. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you can still join the party there. And um, sometimes we show up in work stuff, which is Achievement Hunter, mm-hmm. if you guys are unaware. And if you want to say goodbye to the show, we do have some goodbye merch. It is a t-shirt with a little lemon on it that says warning. It's freaking adorable. And a little hat that also has a lemon on it. And I love the hat. I love that so much. Steffi put two designs together to make that happen. So you did good. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Um, And also, uh, if you are unaware, it might actually be after RTX. We are doing a panel at RTX Mm -hmm. to celebrate the end. This actually comes out after RTX. RTX RTX happened. If you were at our panel... Hell Thank yeah. you. Thank it you was, so much. Uh, uh, th- fun fact, we called it OT3 uh, Road to Super Hell. <laughs> so, uh, and then the, the description is like, uh, like all, like, it was like, what was it? It was like, like Destiel, we will end in a rain of fire that we didn't deserve. <laughs> like, something like oh that. Oh my God. I haven't read the description. Yeah, no, that's what the description is. Yeah, oh is Destiel. You left me and Sarah to alone to figure that Honestly, shit out. Honestly, no, no. I'm happy with this. That's this great. is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So, thought we'd yeah. stay too, tr- true to it all. 
But yeah, and with that, let's get into uh, our final episode. Yes, and Sarah Jared, you have to fully participate. You know that, right? Oh, I know. I'm, okay. at, I'm at the table now. You're at yeah. the table. I, I can't just sit on my phone in the back. <laughs> oh, no. Shh, don't tell them your secret. Oh, no, one of my favorite things, and I did it today because we uh, recorded an episode right before this. So one of my favorite things is when I can tell that Jaren's not really paying attention. I was like, so Jaren, what do you think of that? I knew it. I knew it because I was like not so zoned out. Yeah. Just, I was looking at other things. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, so for the last send off episode, uh, Steffi has allowed me to do Harry Potter. I allowed it for this one episode. I've been wanting to do Harry Potter for a very long time because it is very near and dear to my heart, despite J.K. Rowling being a giant uh, transphobe, and I hate her so very much. Um, um, I, I'm not sure if you heard, but Daniel Radcliffe wrote the books? Yeah, Daniel Radcliffe, Hermione Granger, yeah. like they all teamed up. It was great. Forget um, about Rupert. Let's be honest, Rupert didn't write shit. <laughs> no. no. He kind of just showed up. He showed up. He got his name on it. It's been great. Um, but uh, I thought that to really like celebrate it and not to give a lot of highlight to J.K. Rowling, I thought we would talk about the uh, fan fiction that took the nation by storm early in 2020 called All the Th- Young Dudes, which is a 500 thousand plus word fanfic that is a telling of the marauders uh time at hogwarts um this i've never read it but i know about it purely because of tiktok because people were reenacting scenes Mm -hmm. their music and everything and just oh my god it was all over tiktok sarah's also been talking about it for a while (laughs) i mean you have to like not hang out with sarah and she'll be like wait (laughs) Come on. You Why do I feel listen. like I don't have concept, like uh, context for this? Oh, wild. Yeah. It was, well, maybe it's because like I read it during the pandemic. So it was like when we weren't mm. like hanging out and stuff like that. And I think it was before the pan- the podcast even started that I read it. Mm. Um, And I definitely, it was like, I definitely went on rants about it during mm. meetings and you might've just zoned out. That, that's, Sounds about right. It's, it's very, it's possible. very, it's very possible. possible. You and I never zone out during meetings. We oh, pay attention. Yeah. Because we are a good employee. <laughs> I mean, I also was ranting about a fan fiction, so it's okay. Um, so I've got some basic stats I wanted to share with you because I think it's fun. So uh, all the young dudes, right? That's the name of the fan fiction. Um, Before we get started, uh, what is everybody's houses? Just oh, because. that's a good one. Uh, I'm Hufflepuff. Of course you are. Mm-hmm. I'm a Gryffindor. I'm a Ravenclaw. Slytherin. What? That's awesome. <laughs> How have we never talked about this? (laughs) (laughs) I knew that we were different. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that you wild. Also, I don't know if I introduced either of you two, but like Como is Ashley and Stephanie. Hi, I'm Stephanie. They're still here. (laughs) Still here. Um wild. I know, I'm so happy right now. That's actually pretty cool. That's why we're a good dynamic, because we bring a little bit of everything to the table. I Um, mean, it does make sense, doesn't it? Yeah, Mm -hmm. it really does. Um, I do want to say something uh, for p- p- comments for like, why are you doing Harry Potter? I need to explain something if you don't mind. Yeah, go on ahead. Um, so growing up in the early 2000s, we didn't really have anything that children could really attach to like we did with Harry Potter. Yeah. Um, for me, I was mm-hmm. a military brat who would go long periods without friends because constantly moving. But you know what I had and had something to talk with other people with? Harry Potter. And it was something that I know I connected with, a lot of people connected with. So now with the whole drama with JKR and all that, there's like, oh, don't support Harry Potter because of JKR, which I totally support. But you also do have to understand that there is a whole other side to it of like these books raising us. And 
yeah, you can make fun of like Potterheads all you want, but at the core of it, it was there for us when other things were. Yeah. We grew up in a very different world because uh, there were some things that happened growing up in the 2000s that um, that yeah. we needed something a little magical. And so a lot of people just grabbed onto this and it was, it honestly, it's a good story. There's flaws, obviously. But so yeah, that's why we're doing this because once again, these stories are important as much as the author is a trash person who needs to shut up. I, I also kind of wanted to talk about this because I've been thinking about this mm. for a long time. Um, so there is a thing, you know, when an artist creates a thing called art, right? And the creator creates this thing, but then somebody else comes over and looks at the thing. When you look at the thing, that is also called art. Mm-hmm. Um, that's an experience called art. And what the creator meant and what the person gets is not always the same Mm -hmm. thing. So what is true? People, this is a philosophical question. It goes back and forth. But what I would like to believe is that what the person gets, whether or not that's what the creator wanted, I think that's really the true meaning. Mm -hmm. Because if someone creates something and no one ever looks at it, who cares? Mm -hmm. But if someone goes out there and they find a community, they find something they love, they find, you know, this passion, this love of this world, this ability. I mean, that's the art and Mm -hmm. that's the that's the fun thing. And um, throughout the world, all all the people I mean, think about all the cultures and all the art. Even Shakespeare was probably a racist bastard. Um, Let's be real honest. If we had to really put all of our artists up and actually say if they were a good person by our morality standards, there wouldn't be any art we could actually really enjoy. Mm-hmm. So JKR, I have absolutely, I, I dislike all of her views. That being said, I think that people still should be allowed to enjoy the Harry Potter universe. And the way that they have it. Yeah, there's a way to like watch it. Like there's like we have here in Austin half price books. You can buy it there without supporting her. Um, there's actually a phrase for that. It's called death of the author. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, uh, Lindsay Ellis actually did a whole video about it. So I highly recommend that. But yeah, it's um, it's yeah, it's tricky. And it's really wild how you said that, because I remember reading an article uh, about a tra- with a by a trans author saying, you know, it's really wild that J.K.R read that exact same article because Hank Green <laughs> tweeted it. Yeah, because, uh, you know, J.K.R. wrote this book and a lot of people in the trans community identify with a lot of stuff happening. Yes. And only for her to turn around and say these awful things, it was, you know, shocking to say mm-hmm. the least. But it doesn't mean what, the, what they found in that mm-hmm. wasn't real, real to them. Exactly, yeah. mm-hmm. exactly. And, um, you know, uh, what was it? So, like, it's writing something so far from you that you accidentally make a point, I guess. Yeah. Um, that's how I feel with JKR. She wrote something that she thought was, you know, trying to provoke her point, but it ended up proving the opposite, I think. Yeah, no, it's like, uh, there's like, this is why I love fan fiction. And I always mm-hmm. am like, I go back to it and I'm like, yeah, Harry Potter, there's a lot of issues with it, but there's so many redcon fan fictions that go, no, we're going to redo this. Like there's mm-hmm. like a very common tropes or like fan canons that you see repeatedly, like, um, Hermione being black or um, Harry being of Indian descent. And um, like they're like the the fans are like adding the diversity that J.K. Rowling failed at mm-hmm. and taking like the bones, but like taking it in a, yeah. in a way that creates a world that they feel better represents them. Yeah. Or like there's a, a lot, a lot of fan casts take uh, uh, Nymphadora Tonks, who is an Animorph Margis, which means that she can change her appearance at will. They turn her into non- binary they're like oh that's cool gender fluid non-binary like if you like 
who like they present as like Nymphadora Tonks, like it's completely like believable. Like she has this aura about her that is ethereal of sorts. Like she, like that there is just something about them of sorts, and it, it's it's incredible. And it's like a very common headcanon that they're just like, no, this is a trans person. Like how dare like like you gave this person the ability to change things at will, and you're saying that like 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 in the show they make their nose a pig nose, like they're not going to be gender fluid like mm-hmm. it like feels like a part of the recipe um they i mean there is even a whole gender bender uh when uh they have to like take the potions the polyjuice potions it's like i mean come on you know like we're not even we're not even gonna go there but and not oh, here or there oh, f- world full of magic you're gonna draw the line at trans people like fuck off it's so weird yeah, it's so ridiculous <laughs> when people like do that with with a lot of like the major mm-hmm. ips it's just like really like there's freaking mystical beast in this thing and then you're gonna draw the line at some ridiculous like i don't know social standpoint yeah that's weird. batman yeah. bangs everyone but he doesn't go down <laughs> oh god i forgot about that yeah that's such a good, that's a good example <laughs> we're gonna draw the line <laughs> yeah one of the greatest graphics I ever made was, oh God, I, forgot about that. That so was I went through all the live action Batmans and wrote if I believe if they would go down or not. <laughs> There's so many tweet. Batmans, barely none of them. Uh, yeah. So I uh, just wanted to get like, I'm glad that you brought that up at the front, Steffi. But mm-hmm. like, that's why also for this, I didn't want to do something on like technical canon. I wanted to go off of something that truly the fans has taken and taken by storm and i I want you to know i labeled this the uh the notes i have for this i labeled it the best thing harry potter has to offer is the gaze (laughs) which is and i pulled this i also pulled up ao3 because i was like let's see the top two ships on ao3 of harry potter is draco and harry Mm -hmm. drary which is great and i love drary that is by far i want to say one of the biggest ships yeah i could probably like go to all works but at least in the Harry Potter fandom, AO3, it has, uh, let's see, one, two, it has 555, no. Enemies to lovers. 55,544 fan fictions. Jesus. And then the second one is Remus Lucin, Remus Lucin, Remus <laughs> Lupin, <laughs> and Sirius Black at 31,360. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, that's a cute but one. They were like best friends and you can see it. So fun fact, in actually the, um, in like BTGs of the third movie and stuff, the director apparently told uh, the actor who plays Remus that he is gay for serious. And then that's how he played it for the entire time. Oh, And like, oh. honestly, the allegories like that are between werewolves and uh, gay people in like the early 90s are mm. like werewolves and AIDS and like the mm. lines that are drawn between those two. If you like really step back and like compare, it's like, what the fuck? Like, why? They're yeah, but it's once again JKR accidentally tried to do something, but accidentally said something else that means something worldwide. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's why I. Uh, those are like the two big ones, and then we go into Hermione and Draco, which is also a great fandom uh, coupling mm-hmm. as well. And then you have a lot of d- down the list. You go is a little bit more like Harry and Tom Riddle are in the top eight, which is not great, and so is Harry and Snape. Very against that one. Yeah, so, that's weird. <laughs> but top, top four, oh, top five are wholesome because you got Draco, Harry, Sirius, Remus, Hermione, Draco, James and Lily, mm-hmm. Hermione and Ron, and then you get Harry's name. 
And then you get Harry and Ginny. So there's more fan fictions about Harry and Snape than Harry and Ginny by a solid <laughs> thousand. To be fair, I was never really a big Harry Ginny yeah. fan. I was a huge Harry Ginny fan. I just fan. didn't. Didn't see it. See it. Yeah, there there it was no kinda, chemistry. Yeah, There's no chemistry. It kind of came out of nowhere, I feel like. It was like, oh my Did God. Did you read the books? Yes. I've read the books. Yes. Oh. Sarah, yes. I didn't know about Jaren. I knew about you two. I just was curious. Yeah, Look. I I don't think I read like the last book, but like. Didn't get uh, to the finals. There was more. Yeah. There was more tension between Draco and Harry, 100%. Oh, yeah. Okay, can we all agree? I think it was the second to the last book. If Harry just left Draco alone, he would have had a normal year. Yeah. Yeah. But also, Dumbledore would have died. But also, like, who cares? Yeah. I mean, he died anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, true. <laughs> then he could have had a normal school year with well, a little also, bit of trauma. The book, now- though. The potions books. That's a slight link, but it just made him really but, good potions. But if he just like chilled for one year and be like, you know what? I'm not going to investigate this. <laughs> Which honestly is the gayest thing is being obsessed with one of your classmates to the point where you're basically stalking. <laughs> I mean, you're right. I mean, yeah. Um, that's why That's why the, the, the whole like Harry Jenny thing, you're just like, I mean, but like, I guess your best like friend's they, little sister that grew up and she's cute but i also didn't want it with hermione personally i didn't see that one either i, I didn't like it i didn't see hermione going but ron hermione was obviously like see, as i got an older I, got, I saw that chemistry they definitely started pushing that more though yeah. like see, more so um when i was younger i loved like ron and hermione as i grow older i wish she got to explore the world more and didn't, I was like, kind settle. of a Hermione Victor Crumb. Oh my oh. god, I love that oh, so much. <laughs> I was like, go off with the sports athlete, please. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't like that she ended up, her of all people, ended up with her high school sweetheart. I feel old high school, quote unquote. But her school sweetheart, I wish she got to explore the world more. <laughs> Steffi's like, go up, <laughs> get a politician. <laughs> I mean, honestly. the world. <laughs> like, it's fun fact. Uh, yeah. There's like a lot of, um, <laughs> stuff that jk rowling didn't put in the books but is like canonical that like she said in interviews in past and like stuff like that and she retconned some things and it's awful and wizards shit their pants but that's beside the point i was just about to say like when they poop (laughs) (laughs) the day that she made that message we were at work and it was the conversation for like a week yeah i think at that point i realized that anything else that she said about the harry potter universe could uh, that that no. Yeah. The, the <laughs> they can ones, just shit away. Like, no. The ones I was going to reference is that she kind of like says what everybody's career was in this big interview after the seventh book came out, mm. which is I enjoyed, which was like Hermione becomes Ministry of Magic. And like after she um, goes and like takes spew to like the political level of like getting rights for all of these creatures that don't have them. And like Ron, he tries being an aura. He doesn't like it. And then he goes and starts running the joke shop with Fred. I mean, with George because Fred's gone, which is somewhat sad, but also very sweet. And then Ginny becomes a professional Quidditch player. Mm-hmm. Harry becomes the head aura. And then... Um, See, that I don't like. No, I don't either. He should have been a teacher, 100%. Mm-hmm. Every fan fiction where Harry's a teacher is the correct fan fiction. Um, my head canon that I've always loved is that Professor McGonagall is dating a much younger Quidditch player. I love that. Yeah. I, I've seen it so many times, and now it's, it's head canon. Canonically, she was married and her husband died. Yeah, and then she started seeing a younger Quidditch player. Steffi, how much younger? Yeah, that's oh. what I was about to ask. Uh, at like, least. Like, what's the difference He's going to be 30, like okay. at least. Yeah. Oh, shit. How yeah. old is McGonagall? Oh, oh, I know. But... The, well, that's really, that's up for debate because in the books, they like say her birthday and then uh-huh. in the movies, they have her exist as a teacher before she was born. She does that oh. thing where it's like, yeah, no, it's not good. Could be... <laughs> 
hundreds of years or not hundreds, but like old or no, she was born in the, um, I think the sixties. I don't know. They do. Sometimes they do that with Harry Potter where they just go, Oh yeah. That person's like really old. Like what, how old? Like, well, the human old, (sighs) it's so stupid. It's magic old. I kid you not. (laughs) The first thing you unlocked on puttermetmore.com, like the website where you like could get extended stuff was McGonagall's backstory. And they said McGonagall's birthday. And then like, which first of all, First thing you unlock, no joke, you unlock it before you leave, uh, oh, sorry, uh, Privet Drive. And the next thing, it, like in the movie, in the, the, the Fantastic Beast movies, they have her teaching at the school before she's born. Yeah, I remember that. They, they showed the, the, young, the young her there. But it was just like, what, the, when, what but, was like in like the 30s? But yeah, then it's like, how old is Dumbledore? The- He's also old. Ish, really oh, old. Fuck off! Old, I old? looked up how w- w- her birthday, and it just said October fourth. I don't want October fourth. I want the fucking year. Uh, <laughs> look, look, look. We're going See, off that she's is... like 60, 70 years old. Okay, yeah, dating yeah, yeah. a thirty year old. Oops, sorry. So, um, <laughs> yeah, but what it, if she's like ninety years old dating a thirty year old? It said nineteen. That's what I want to know. <laughs> nineteen thirty-five, but in wait, no, Canon might suggest eighteen eighty-nine, not nineteen thirty-five. So there's so two. Those like, are the two like numbers. Hundred hundred years old. Have you guys old? seen yeah. the movie? It's like Maud and Cla- no. Oh Maude yeah, yeah, yeah. Maud and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like an older lady and a younger guy. She's full of life. He wants to die. Yeah, Maud and something. I have and no idea. What she's you're an old about. lady. He's like a young, like twenty something, and they date. Oh yeah, they they fall in love. Oh, for the life of me, I cannot remember. I, I think it was Maud something. Yeah, no, her name is Maud. It's like no official website wants to say what year she was born because Fantastic <laughs> Beasts fucked it up so bad. Uh, Harold and Maude. Harold and Maude, yeah. 1971. So, so imagine that movie with Miss Gonagall and a young British player. <laughs> so it's like this older lady and this okay. very young guy. It looks so depressing, that screenshot. It's all like flat colors. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, it's no. the 70s. It's yeah. British. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, no, I watched this movie in high school when my art like teacher it. made us watch it. And uh, they fall in love. That's McGonagall. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she takes his virginity in the movie. And uh, and I, I think she dies. Yeah. yeah, she does. And he's really, really upset. But you know what? She was like, she, she, wanted, he, he basically, she meets him because he's like trying to like make his own grave. And she's like, dude, I'm about to die and I'm old and I fucking want to live. And so they kind of have this moment. Oh, that's cute. I know oh, I'm intrigued. Cute. Uh, okay, like so I looked it up. Or... In canon, oh. she was said to be born in 1935, and then she was in a scene at Hogwarts in 1927 as a teacher. Huh. What a big fuck up. 10 out of 10, J.K. Rowling, you should stop writing. Um, but that's I will also point. say, um, before all this shit happened, Fantastic Beasts should have been just about Fantastic Beasts. 100%. There was so much to do with Newt's Commander. Also, fun fact. Uh, Newt's Commander's grandson marries Luna Lovegood, which I think is the cutest couple on the planet Earth. Newt's Fun Commander's fact. grandson? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fun fact. So, uh, <laughs> who's this grandkid? It doesn't matter. It's yeah. the fact that she married but, yeah, into it, the Fantastic Beast family. Okay. Miscellaneous grandson. <laughs> I like it. Leave me alone. <laughs> I'm like, am I, am I weird here? I'm like, why no, is no, this no, cute? you're not. <laughs> okay, okay. So, um, I do like Luna. Because she's creating weird characters like weird creatures all the time and she believes they exist and like the whole uh, thing is that she marries him and the two of them go off and discover these creatures that everybody's told her that she was making up where they were actually real okay mm-hmm. what's the name of the sister who can read minds totally uh, fantastic beast oh t- oh oh i want to say Tulula, but i don't think no, that's right it's 
<laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> oh my god, what is her name? Uh, look it up. Look it up. Look Fantastic. Yes. <laughs> We're just gonna make this a long episode. Y'all. Yeah, it's our last episode. Fuck it. We're, gonna do, we're gonna do what we want. The best part is the last thing I searched was lemon party, and that's still there. Yeah, uh, uh, Matt had made a joke. Queenie. Queenie. Yeah. Matt, Matt did make a joke about the lemon party, and Sarah didn't understand what that meant. Okay, no. So, um, fun fact: Queenie <laughs> actually used to be a singer called a fine frenzy. Weems, yes. Weems, you're not interrupting me this time, you whore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she was a musician called A Fine Frenzy. I found A Fine Frenzy through a Harry Potter fan mix on Live Journal. So, that's I, awesome. I'm happy. That's so cute. cute. So, fun fact after uh, throwback to the episode we just filmed, but was two episodes before this one released. Uh, the Charmed episode, I mentioned that I used to get up stupid early to watch Charmed every morning, right? Mm hmm. After Charmed was over, I turned to MTV and watched music videos while I got ready. And Fine Friendies. Frenzy. Frenzy's music video played. <laughs> and it was one of my all-time favorite songs of like middle school and high school was yes. her, the one where she has wings or some shit. And I was obsessed with it. And I tried to find it later years after Fantastic Beasts came out. And I go, ah, oh, there it is. And I looked up the artist and I go, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> and I was so mad. <laughs> it's like, get out of this. Um, okay. Plot of the actual story here. All of, the young dudes of the fan fiction, yes, which is called young. All, "All the Young Dudes," which is based off of the song by Queen. Oh, uh, one quick thing: uh, what's everybody's favorite character? Oh, I know what you're doing now. <laughs> <laughs> I was letting it happen. I didn't realize what was happening. This is revenge for the Doctor Who episode. It is. I just was like, yeah, sure, why not? Let's talk. Um, favorite character besides Harry? Mm-hmm. Like, just say. Minus Harry, because he's the main, so everyone has to like Harry. No, not really. I don't like Harry. I mean, when you he's were reading He's definitely not it, my favorite. No. Yeah, no. I mean, when I was growing up, he was my favorite just because he was the main, but then you end up liking others more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. You can say Harry if it's your favorite, but I don't think that he's anyone's hero's favorite. I don't really think so. Mm. Mine's Jenny Weasley. Really? I love Jenny Weasley not so much. Ron Weasley? You were in Ron love with Ron Weasley. is my favorite male character, and Jenny is my favorite female character. Mm-hmm. Like I, Jenny was just like such a fucking icon in the books. Like she gave no shits. She did not put up with anybody else's. I love that for her. Dan? I think Sirius. Mm, that's a really yeah. good answer. His arc is just so good. Just a cool, just a cool character. Mm-hmm. Okay, Ashley. She's still thinking real hard. I'm thinking really hard about so this. So I'll say my wall. Do you think? Um, I'm gonna have to probably say. <laughs> Neville, Long- Nive- Nivel- Neville, 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 is definitely on, like definitely up there. Oh, he um, grows for me, yeah, definitely. Uh, Luna continues. Lovegood, yeah, and uh, Snape was my favorite growing up, but then I became an adult and realized better. Good for you. Um, rip to the fans that we've lost because they, <laughs> they hated how we chat talk Snape. Listen, if we don't like a character you like, it's okay. We can yeah. like and dislike different things. That's all I'm going to say on that. Um, I'm trying to remember who else I've liked. It's been so long since I've even looked at it. I actually really love Newt. Like, Newt's I good. was really sad. And I also have the biggest crush on Draco. Mm. Yeah. Oh, my God. I saw the best Draco t-shirt while I was at the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Was it, can I slither in? No, it was, it had Draco, but it was like designed in such a way that it was like a fucking magazine cover mm-hmm. and it was like, like uh, Men's Weekly or some shit and it was gorgeous Did and I it made me chuckle so tell much. tell you guys that I've met Tom Felton? No. 
Um, so Mm-mm. long, long before. This has not happened yet. Oh, okay. Let's tell the story. Uh, I get to talk, uh, shit talk another actor too. So this is great. Um, long, long time ago, I used to help a friend at conventions. Um, for the longest time, they, it was, this is before conventions were huge. So we would sell toys and then would go home and everything. And I would help because I love doing it. Uh, <laughs> Sarah, did you spill again? Mm-mm. On your iPad? No. Mm-hmm. Not this time. Your boob is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I would help her and these conventions started getting bigger and bigger. Like they're huge now. Um, but this was the time like right at the edge before these like were, this uh, specific adventure was huge. Um, so they were able to get Tom Felton and a bunch of other actors. But a frequent there was William Shatner. And, oh, you hate him. Oh, I can't stand him. Every vendor at this place hated him because William Shatner was just so mean to people. Um, allegedly, I think mm. I have to say. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> allegedly. Um, and because he would like ask for things to be moved so vendors would have to pack everything up and have to move it. And so just vendors didn't like him. And supposedly he, he didn't really have a lot. Allegedly, he didn't have a lot of interactions with fans who would go to these conventions. So um, it was during my break and I ran to go see if I could see Tom Felton. And this is before he even charged, by the way, because um, now you, at all these conventions, you, if you want to like meet somebody, they charge you. So this was before even that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I run, get in line and turns out I'm the last fucking person. <laughs> And so um, I got to stay around a little. He lets me stay with, with the, the volunteers who I actually am friends with, too, because I knew everyone who worked there. And so we're talking. And he's like, hey, do you know why everyone's been being grumbly about William Shatner? I was like, let me tell you, Tom so Felton. you gossiped with Tom Felton about <laughs> yeah. William Shatner. Yes. Beautiful. And then yeah. I have a signed print, and it's still one of my favorite memories of all time. So good. That's yeah. awesome. I love it. <laughs> all right. So all the young dudes. Wait, wait, wait. wait no, no, we still got to hear Ashley. My, my favorite character. Oh, you figured it out? Uh, yeah, I was thinking about it. It took me a long time because <laughs> the first thing that came to mind was like, I know this is stupid. I was like, I really fucking like Buckbeak. <laughs> I oh really did. Oh my God, I love that for you. I love yes. fucking Buckbeak. I love his like little for survivor. Um, <laughs> and then after that, it was Hermione because Bitch got shit done. She bitch did. got shit done. In the background and saved everybody. I mean, let's talk about the little time turner. Let's talk about, like, always having the answer. Let's yep. be real. This should have been Harry, Hermione's story. Um, She straightened her hair and became real hot. She did that thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> she she even did, like, facial. Like, she, she made her teeth smaller. Mm-hmm. You remember that shit? Yeah, like, because her parents wanted to give her braces because they were dentists. And she said, no, I'm going to use magic. She she almost dated uh, Victor Crumb, which I was like, you didn't want to. You didn't want to date like the youngest, best Quidditch player ever He's in a like, century. They're like, nah, I'd rather hang out with my friends. I was like, read books. <laughs> Anyways, okay, all right. All the young dudes. <laughs> I said earlier, it's a five hundred thousand plus word fanfic. It is told by the perspective of Remus Lupin, and it's him from the day he gets his letter until he dies in the books. So, like, that's. I can't believe it! (laughs) (laughs) Fucking. Oh my god. I didn't even have to do anything. I think my my nails done. I think my nails are too long. I think that's truly the problem right now. Is that like my nails are just a hair too long, and I have no concept of how. So this happened in the uh, before Charmed episode, but it actually happened to Sarah's iPad. This time, the iPad was Saved. saved. For those who don't know, uh, Sarah's built her Vizzy again, and others. Okay. Vizzy, please sponsor us. <laughs> we spill so many of your drinks, we have to buy more. <laughs> yep. 
I know we're ending, but also, still. Also, uh, was it written by... Okay, okay. Lupin, because he lives the longest? No, it's because Lupin has the most compelling story. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and it's not written by Lupin. It's like, it's very written the same way Harry Potter is, with like, oh, like third through, perspective. Through, through, his, through his eyes. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it's like, he is the main character. Yeah. It is his story. But um, it's completely canonical. It, there is not a single moment in that that does not line up with how Harry Potter the books went, which is why you like go into it and you go, oh, this is going to hurt. Like, you know, this is going to hurt. Like I, everybody I know who's read this fucking cried like a little bitch. Like, it's so good. Um, but a fun fact, it's longer than War and Peace, just for like <laughs> reference of how long it is. Okay. So big, big boy. Um, it blew up on TikTok in early of 2020 in the pandemic. Um, as of right now, with all the young dudes tag on TikTok, there are four, 416 million views on a tag and then 456,000 on like all the young dudes books. Because a lot of people are going and binding these books because they want them. They, they, like, they you view them. They actually make a series or something. No? Off of that? Probably not because also gay. And oh, so yeah. J.K. Rowling has no mm. interest in the gays because she's an awful human being, as I've said before. Excuse you. She made Dumbledore gay. She made Dumbledore gay <laughs> in a way that she didn't even fucking put it in the book. And then she's forcing it, which I'm like, whatever. But <laughs> me and BK had a very in-depth conversation about it the other day at work. And I think everybody around us was screaming. So this was written in 2007 through 2017 through 2018. Um, it is 188 chapters, mm-hmm. and it is written by the username Miss King B 89 And the fun fact is, no one knows who this is. She is n- this person has never come out saying, this is me. Uh, the fandom has made fun jokes about it being Taylor Swift and stuff like that. Like, I, <laughs> of it's, course. Of course. It's, it's absurd. Someone famous that has this much time. <laughs> yeah. They're like, yeah, maybe it's them. Um, the big kind of thing about it is... The Marauders, like, they made the map. So clearly, like, they were up to mischief. They always say that they were up to mischief in the books and, and stuff like that. And they knew what the fuck they were doing. Knew what the fuck they were doing. And so this is kind of like an in-depth story of that. And what's, like, really fun about it is that it expands on, like, moments that are mentioned in the canon. Like, there are characters that they mention in a single line of the books. And they are fully fleshed out characters. Uh, Marley McKinnon, who is mentioned as, like, dying in a certain way, at she was a part of the original order of the phoenix it's written in perfectly canonically like it like lines up right on track um the whole story uh spans a 25 year gap um it as like as i said like beginning of his schooling to when he dies um and there's like some time skips in there like uh after um after harry's parents die he kind of like went on a bender and arguably reasonably because like in the story the way they kind of have it is that he's off on a mission for the order and then he comes back and his two best friends are dead his like godson of sorts is being taken by dumbledore his boyfriend is sent to azkaban and his other friend just died and so he's just like cool i'm gonna drink a lot and smoke a lot and no one fucking talk to me and so it was a reaction uh lupin uh remus like it was a like a ship they were together oh yeah so the whole story is 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 remus and sirius like that is the story it's like the build up to it as like 
they're friends. Remus realizing he's gay and like he is um, in the story. He's an orphan that his um, and it's also mentioned in canon, I believe, or maybe I just am so deep in the fanon. It's so widely accepted that Fanon. That's what you keep saying. Yeah, yeah. Fanon. Fan canon. <laughs> so if the four of us were the Marauders, who would betray us? I think I'm sorry, Steffi. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I, was, I was like, you're asking this question. <laughs> I was like, like you want to be a pedigree of the group without a fa- like, without a question. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, sorry. I won't do that one. Like, <laughs> like, what do you expect? Like, Ashley is serious. Absolutely. <laughs> Like, I, I I don't know which one of us is a Remus, which one of us is the James. I'm not a Wormtail, though. I mean, no, but, like, also, like, if anybody was going to betray us, it would be, if it was for your own personal gain, absolutely. Okay, my bad. You are, the, would, you are the Slytherin here. Yeah. Maya, hey, that's a stereotype? <laughs> yeah, you are the I mean, the, thing, the amount of times I betrayed you in petty things, like... <laughs> Me specifically, the amount of times you've come after me just for shits and giggles. Which is so funny because it was like, it's like the Slytherin going after the Ravenclaw, which is like an interesting dynamic. It's like like the jock bully the nerd. Never do anything to upset Ashley. Yeah, <laughs> we, we actually get along. It's like, <laughs> so you're, you're just cool. You just hang out. I'm just here off to the side. Like right. every I, feel, other I feel like you might be the Remus of the situation, mm. and I might be the James. And I don't like that about it, but like I think that might be how the, the cards fall. Because Ashley is un- undoubtedly serious. Oh, yeah. I like, undoubtedly. Oh, my God. I am I the so. word tail? <laughs> <laughs> you asked the question. <laughs> am, am I the word Sorry. <laughs> so, the whole, the whole story starts, and it is Remus Lupin in a group home, a muggle group home, and, like, Dumbledore, somebody comes to like be like, hey, you're a wizard and you're going to school. And he's like, the fuck? Okay, sure. Let's go. Oh, no, I remember. So the school already knew about him. Sorry. I just, I read this months ago and I, <laughs> I'm I lost. Me and Jared did the same. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Sorry. Okay, rewind. Okay, story starts. Remus is at a group home. Remus is a werewolf already. In like fanon or canon or something, Remus was turned into a werewolf when he was like five years old because of his dad like kind of trying to do some investigations about like what the werewolf situation was going on if you were unaware um it's been by that guy though right yeah grayback the gray so yeah. the werewolf that's in the harry potter series pretty prevalently grayback excuse me um he is the one who turned remus and he has a like a known history of turning children into werewolves and kind of stealing them from their homes and like raising them in his pack and uh, do werewolves work the, work the same in terms of like turning into one, just getting bit? Essentially, yeah, you get bit. Um, you have to survive the bite. You have to survive the bite because usually gotcha. werewolves are pretty vicious. They yeah, they usually kill people. Yeah, and I think it has to be a full moon. So you only turn to a werewolf during the full moon, mm-hmm. and so and you have to bite the person and turn them in, and then um, so, oh god, what was I thinking? Um, but the whole thing is is that basically. Lupin gets turned into werewolf. His mom abandons him, and at this like thing, and his dad is dead, or basically he's an orphan. Mm-hmm. Like that's the moral of the story. It's like a very minimal thing, but he's at this group home, and because he's a werewolf, um, he already has like a situation set up with like Madame Pomfrey to come and take care of him when he's like during the summer or like 
he has a room at the orphanage that like the matron like locks him up in during once a month for the moon and he's been doing this since he was like five so he's like mentally fucked up doesn't have a lot of friends is what it is he goes to hogwarts and he meets james and subsequently Sirius, and then peter uh in the book if i remember correctly peter not in the book in the fan fiction peter and um james know each other because they grew up in the same town like they're both wizards they knew each other they were friends from before and like peter just has always followed him around and then Sirius basically um he has always kind of not fit into his family which is stereotypical like slytherin dark lord-esque type vibes and he like kind of attaches himself to the potters and um the whole thing the the big thing about all the young dudes is that like it is it is basically harry potter rewritten with a different group of characters so like every single year there's something major going on and it's not particularly the dark lord coming after them or anything like that but it's more like these many stories of like rivalries between houses situations going on at home which to be fair was way more to me, I really did enjoy, like, for the big Harry Potter universe, like, all the crazy stuff. But sometimes it was, like, the immersiveness of just, like, the first book. Like, ooh, we get to go to class at a wizarding school, <laughs> which right, was the most interesting Right, just exploring that world shit. and mm-hmm. those situations that arise in that, mat- like, the world of wizards and yeah, witches. So that it's shit like, was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I feel like some of the bigger overarching narratives kind of took away from that. I was like, I wanted to know what happened in year six and seven. We don't know what happened. Yeah, it's it's also yeah. kind of like one of those things where there's always a lot of a lot of stories have like, and then the evil overlord is coming to, and we gotta fight him, and then we win, and it's like okay, we've seen this story mm. multiple times, so, so it's kind of refreshing to have that like yeah, so almost like side what you would see like side stories and stuff is the main story. Like yeah. it's it's more than anything, all the young dudes is about these teenagers trying to figure out how to exist. And like how to exist in the wizarding world as teenagers, and how like to keep Lupin like, like secret. Safe. Yeah, mm-hmm. like the, like it starts out with none of them knowing about Lupin, and then him kind of like looping them into his secret, looping them in. Uh-huh. Hey. You know what the author needs to do is just change the names and setting a bit, and just publish it. it That's what I was saying. It's it's honestly like truly an incredible story, but like it has, um. Sorry, I chugged that vi- Vizzy, so if I spilt it again, it wouldn't make a mess. And I'm just so burpy now. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's why I don't know if you guys noticed that, but I did that. Shit ever. Uh, like, instead of just not spilling it, I decided to <laughs> chug it. I don't have the capabilities of control of my hands you like know, that. The way this show could have ended, this is Sarah, how we, being a complete mess is just so appropriate. And looking cute while I do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um okay so it's like the story of these teens but like in the background there is the building of like voldemort in the first war because Mm -hmm. technically the the war that harry fights is the second wizarding war because the first one had happened and it ended when harry died and so you have this like slow build not harry right no harry's not in this but i'm saying the second one was harry and not when harry died uh when voldemort died because of harry yes yes, yes. sorry Mm. thank you um but there's like the so build of it in the background and you like hear things like oh well uh lucius malfoy over in slytherin and his cronies are so dangerous and like lily and her friendship with snape and like you have these things going on in the background that you can tell as like somebody who They're knows this is coming 
is like leading to it. And like there's like animosity between Severus and James because of Lily, because James is like, I'm gonna fucking marry that girl, and everybody else is like, calm down. And you've got Sirius, and like as he is very like openly in the canon, is very against his family's values. Like they're very dark viewed and stuff like that. And so like when the world starts kind of getting divided, Sirius starts being like, this isn't for me. And like, they really kind of go in with like a very abusive family and relationship. And he runs away to the Potters and they kind of like take him in as like their second son. And, um, and you have like Remus who is at this, like during the summers, he's at a boy's home basically for orphans. And it's like him in like the summer between third and fourth year finding out that he has some tendencies that aren't particularly straight and he like starts having a relationship with his roommate Grant who becomes like a very large character in this story of Remus and like Remus going back to school and realizing oh maybe his feelings for Sirius aren't really platonic and maybe a little bit more so and like right as we're starting to get up to that there's this moment that is mentioned in like a single line of the third book um, that they really kind of go into and like how it like affects a person, which is um, which is like something I really enjoy. But in the third book, when like Remus and Severus and Harry, like Se like Harry goes to Remus and is like, why does Severus Snape hate me so much? And Remus says, it's because your father saved his life. And they don't, like they expand on it a little bit later on, but basically, um, canonically, there is a moment that happens when the murders were at school where all the murders know that Remus is a werewolf and they're all like trying to help him out. But uh, Sirius being a petty asshole tells Severus to go check out the Whomping Willow and how to get in. And like, it'll be a fun surprise. And Severus goes to check it out and uh james potter stops him and is like you need to get the fuck out because there is a rabid werewolf on the other side of that door basically and saves severus snape's life mm -hmm. and they really kind of like it's something i never considered before i read this which is how the fuck do you deal with that when the man that you were like like as a teenager have a crush on like realizing you're in love with your best friend tells your arch nemesis your greatest secret that could ruin your life like, what does that mean for your relationship with that person or with that group and, like, who sides with who? And it's, like, it's a very large part of, like, that and, like, a break of their trust that never truly is recovered throughout the series, which I think is completely accurate. Um, and it's, like, uh, it, it's wild because, like, you see them go all through school dealing with issues and then school ends and it's them joining the war and like it's Dumbledore like you'll love it because it's Dumbledore bashing but it's like in this story <laughs> you have Dumbledore being like yeah no one trusts you because you're a werewolf and we all know you're a werewolf so you know what you can do for us you can go join the werewolf packs and try and get them on our sides which is again something that is mentioned in canon but never delved into i'm gonna interrupt right quick yeah, go um ahead. i'm gonna speak for everyone this is a Dumbledore hate podcast mm -hmm. oh. we all hate Dumbledore yeah. Dumpa, Dumpador? Dumpador. <laughs> I'm not going to say his name right. Okay. Darren, wh wh where do you stand? I hate him. Thank you. Good job. Good job. Good answer. <laughs> <laughs> and if you like 
Dumbledore, whatever. It's fine. He can be your favorite character. I don't care. Well, you guys, let's have our own opinions. So it's just a really wild year we had with the show. It truly is. <laughs> yeah. But like, so like you have the first half of the story, which is very focused on their schooling and like fun and adventures, but also like drama because like Sirius and Lupin start hooking up, but like Sirius doesn't want to admit that he has like actual feelings. And then like you have them trying to hide that from James and Peter and lily and like they're hooking like there's a point where remus and sirius are hooking up and sirius keeps hooking up with women and like remus is like well i'm getting what i can get at least and it's a very intriguing storyline very like dramatic and like fun and school like you know like it's what you expect out of like a high school drama um but then when they graduate and they join dumbledore is like hey you're werewolf i'm gonna send you to werewolf packs and so Remus and Sirius like get an apartment together and they're like committed to each other at this point and it's all hunky-dory it to an extent despite the war but then whilst Remus is going on these missions to these werewolf packs at the same time the rumors of a spy within the order start coming about and Sirius because of some stuff that has happened in the past feels like anxious about Remus and Remus feels anxious about Sirius due to the thing that happened with Snape. And it's like their relationship starts becoming strained due to this quote unquote spy, which later in like Harry Potter canon, we find out is Peter Pettigrew. But like then it's that Remus basically is sent on like one, like a big mission to like infiltrate Greyback's pack. And he is like no joke, like fucking borderline tortured in this werewolf pack with Greyback. And it's awful and it's horrific and it's just sad. It's like honestly so heart-wrenchingly sad. Like all the Dungy Dudes is not a happy story. I just need to say that, but it is a great story. It is a great story. But like all that happens and then Remus comes back and everything has happened. Like the Potters are dead. Sirius is in prison. Peter Pettigrew's dead as well and he has no one he just gets drunk and then his hookup from his youth Grant who is the only person he can think of he kind of like goes to him for solace and the two of them like form a really strong relationship and like kind of Remus gives up magic for a point um and there's this like a very interesting take on wizards and gays and like what it means in like the 80s like what does it mean to be like in the maybe 70s 80s like what does it mean to be a gay man and like there's like takes on like some other people that Remus had hooked up with that are now like fully married and hiding with kids and how does he handle this with Grant and all of this and then the whole thing happens where like Grant kind of gets him back on his foot feet and then Remus um, Dumbledore shows up and is like, hey, I want you to teach this school for me. And like Dumbledore, I think like Remus is so pissed at Dumbledore and he's like, how fucking dare you come to me with this, blah, blah, blah. blah. And then he's like, Harry's there. Like, Don't you want to see Harry? And like, it's like kind of like really fucking manipulative as Dumbledore does. As he does. As he does. He's super manipulative. So manipulative. And so like Remus does it and like, it's like a, in the, like it's really cute the way that like, the author like pulls in Harry Potter canon like in the books like there's the it says like uh Professor Lupin on the case and like in it it's like Grant writes it for him to like help him get on his feet and like get his energy up and whatnot and um like the whole like they don't go into what happens in the books like they don't even bother they're just like what happens in the books happens in the books and then it kind of picks back up with like 
Sirius being with Lupin again and like Remus trying to like shelter him and Grant being like Remus was always your I mean not like Sirius was always your end game like I understand that coming to this relationship I thought oh it's just it wasn't like, a possibility heartbreaks and all that yeah no like it's literally Grant like Damn. looks at the two of them when they're not even in a relationship and he's like it's not right for me to be here like I don't belong to you you belong to him and he belongs to you and I I feel like that's not how it works in real life but that's like yeah. a really pretty story but I that's Wow. <laughs> and Grant packs up and leaves. Do you guys ever think that JKR just killed way too many people? Yeah, absolutely. It gets, it's awful because like canonically, like it goes to like Sirius and Remus both dying and like mm. how Remus kind of like broke down at his death and then got in a relationship with Tonks. Like, cause like Remus is a bisexual and like that's kind of stated. And it's like him getting in a relationship with Tonks and having Teddy and then there's this beautiful like after story that this author has created of Teddy meeting Grant at a record shop when Teddy's like in school and Teddy like and Grant recognizing Lupin and Teddy and being like, are you are you Remus Lupin? And like Teddy being like, who the fuck is this man? And like him never knowing either of his parents because they died in the first Wizarding Ward when he was two or like not even like two he was like a couple months old I think when mm -hmm. Teddy he was, was alive baby. yeah and it's like Teddy meeting this man and like finding out so much about his parents about his like father being gay and being an orphan and like all these things that no one could tell him and like there's like a lot of like great moments of like also Harry finding out more about Sirius and Remus that he didn't know because like there's this moment where Sirius like Harry didn't know that Remus and Sirius were in a relationship because it wasn't stated ever in the books. And like the author kind of kept towards that. Like this was like kind of hush hush. Nobody really talked about it. And it's like Harry and Teddy discovering their apartment that they owned together that was still locked up. You and know what this reminds like, me of? Rugrats. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> please expand. Oh, yeah, expand on that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh. Hear me out, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. Let's go, let's go, let's go. So when there was this meme going around and was like man remember when you're a kid and the rugrats parents just all look like they had it together and you know we were adults but now they just look like your pals and that's yeah. what i feel like it's like you don't realize like oh you're like seeing a teacher outside of the workplace it's like oh yeah they have a whole life a whole story that you do not know about and i think this is a really good example of that yeah like, that's where i'm going okay, with this I, I <laughs> to be fair Sebi, that makes way more sense now because it's like you always think of parents or like the olders as being like this kind of like cut and dry like that's the story it's on paper it's dried it's old we're the real life story but then you go into it and like this person has created this whole life and you're like ah fuck oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah well like that's also something damn there's a lot of feels in there yeah it's like because I, I, I was re-watching some episodes of Rugrats Don't Ask Why and there is one episode where like there's this like this very like funny meme of Stu of like why, why are you making pudding at 3am he's because I lost control and it's Mood. like I felt that moment <laughs> so much and it makes more sense like he's just a creative and he has to take care of these kids and it's like oh this guy has his own life and it's not all about these babies yeah. And that's what I'm getting from this. Yeah, no, it's like, uh, <laughs> like I see him like chuckling over in the side quietly. I mean, it makes sense now. Yeah, it does. I, I at first, it. at I first, I was like, "Oh, she just trying to take the podcast down." <laughs> but no, brilliant, yeah. brilliant interjection. No, no. When I interrupt, I make a point. <laughs> I just share my excitement. But um, one thing I was gonna say is that like this story really made you realize 
that the Potters were 22 when they died. Fuck. Like. Oh, shit. Yeah. Because they had Harry a year after they graduated. And then he was two when they died. So, like, they were young children. Babies. Yeah. No, like, they were so young. And then, like, it kind of puts into retrospect of, like, they, they're they not portrayed well in the media like that. Like, in mm-hmm. so like in the way that they cast for the movies, they look like old people. They look like 30 they or 40. They, yeah. But, that's but not like, old. older mom, dad looks. <laughs> they don't look like just young-ass parents. Yeah. They yeah. don't know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. And, like, it's... It makes it significantly hurt more when you're like, oh, shit, you're like three years out of school and you had a kid and you're dead and your kid is abandoned. And then you are you're like your friends are left to deal with that sadness and that consuming. And like it, it like talks more about how serious mm-hmm. like he truly believed that like he should have been in Azkaban because of what he did, because it's mentioned again in the books, but like not really delved into, which is that. Sirius was supposed to be their secret keeper, but he thought it was too obvious. And so he said it should be Peter Pettigrew. And that is the reason Peter Pettigrew became the secret keeper and had the ability to tell Voldemort was because Sirius made a call and it is something that like tore him up. And so he's like, yeah, no, I believe I belong in Azkaban. There's nothing I can do. Peter Pettigrew is dead. I just am going to like take what I've been given. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as he sees that Peter Pettigrew is alive and that's why he becomes so obsessive about finding peter in the third book is because i don't even feel he's that obsessive he's just like the, fuck that guy i think it, he's a normal amount of he's a normal amount of obsessive he got out of prison he's like that motherfucker but he also like you know he sends harry a room like he's doing all this stuff and then he goes that motherfucker it's a normal amount of obsessive. Well, no, like in, well, that's the thing. It's like in, again, it's very briefly mentioned in the books. The thing is, is that Sirius Black could have escaped Azkaban at any point. The way he escaped was he turned himself into a dog and just walked out. That was it. He could have done that at any time. He let himself be captured in there. Um, and when, depressive. fun fact, uh, when the, um, if you think of the fourth book, when the uh, Barty Crouch and Barty Crouch is junior, he came in to visit his son. He had a newspaper on him. And on that newspaper was the uh, Weasleys going on their Egyptian trip. And Sirius had just simply asked if he could have it for the crossword. He grabs the paper. He sees Peter Pettigrew in the picture. And he goes, that fucker's alive. And then he's out the next week. He goes, okay, cool. This is my thing. Like, this man killed my, like, basically brother. And he's going to repent. Because, like, he thought he shouldn't be near Harry. Like, he was a mess. Like, his life's a mess. And it's just a really interesting deep dive into like these like very basic throw off sentences by J.K. Rowling. So, uh, yeah, basically it goes into that. He goes, uh, Remus goes into a bender at one point. Sirius shows like back Sirius up. Sirius didn't really care too much that he left his boyfriend, though. It's because he thought his boyfriend was a spy. Mm-hmm. Uh. So he thought his boyfriend was a spy and then... Like, it was like, okay, my boyfriend has abandoned me. And then, like, then when he finds out it's not the boyfriend, it's Peter. So they both thought each other were bad. Yeah, and that's, like, it's mm. the tension of it also rising. And the way it's written is so incredible. Like, I am so mad it's not a real book. Like, honestly, to God, I it mean, is it one of the... it basically is. It is. No, and, like, it's a, it's a really interesting thing that TikTok has done recently where they don't refer to fan fiction as fan fiction. They refer to it as books. They're like, oh, I read all the young dude books. They're great. And it's, like what okay i I will say uh you guys gotta be careful when making 
fan fiction into books, remember, you cannot make a profit off of it because that's when the sue win starts. Yes. Yeah. Fan fiction exists in a very gray area, and we've talked about it somewhat in the past. change the names and some of the well, no, critical like, IPs. So fun fact, you can, like there are companies that exist that you can go and print a book. Like you can say, I wrote this book myself. I would like it to be printed. And you send them the file and it's just, they just print it. No big deal. Whatever. One off. And then that's that. The thing is, is that people are using those companies. Like there's like even one on Amazon and they just print fan fiction, which is illegal because then that company's making profit off mm-hmm. of an IP that they do not own. Ooh. And so there's a lot of gray area right now, which is why like I've considered getting into book binding because I would love to own these these fan fictions physically as a person who's learned how to book bond you should fucking do it it is so much fun i know it sounds so fun oops it's great yeah so it's like a thing where like a, there's like also like now an ever-growing population of bookbinders online because they want to own their fan fiction or this fan fiction they've read and like there's some people that bind for like social media and their uh authors reach out to them and be like hey can you bind my fic for me and they go yeah this will be a gift and like or i'll pay for the materials and like that's that and, right right and yeah. you gotta do it around and you can't do it but there's like so much controversy around it right now because like everybody who's been around since like the Anne rice days are like you gotta fucking be careful but then there's like all of the gen zers who I like that we all have episodes about this stuff now. <laughs> i know yeah but like the like all the gen zers who are like showing up and they're like ah fan fiction fan fiction it's legal and you're like no, it's no. not. It absolutely is. No, you weren't there when the texts were written. You don't know. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, you so. haven't been there for the suins. So, moral like, story. It's like my favorite. It was like, why did you guys say that you guys don't own the characters? We know. Like, bitch, you don't know, apparently. You don't know. So, moral of the story is it's, like, it's a very heart-wrenching story that really goes into it because of, like, of like what was going on in the world at the time and it really is like interspersed with really great music like there's so many all the young dude playlists that like go over the songs that are mentioned because like there's like throughout like them being at hogwarts remus was raised as a muggle and he so he knows like wizard like he knows like regular rock and then you've got remus and i know you got Sirius james and peter who are like oh this is good music i'd love to hear it and like they integrate Bowie really heavily into the story as like also a character that like not a character, a real life person in history who made a lot of waves and movement for like gender and sexuality yeah. and like how Remus and Sirius kind of view him as such an idol. And it's so fun, the takes on it. And like, like that's why it's called all, like all the young dudes for queen. Like it's, it is so like, I don't know if I can say, like, I might, I probably did, I butchered this explanation probably, but like, mm-hmm. it is such an incredible story. And to this day, probably one of the best things I've ever written. Everybody I know who's ever read this, they fell into a spiral of serious and reaping afterward. Like, I recently talked to Emily, who is one of our uploaders for content here at Rooster Teeth, and she, she was like, I, we were talking about fan fiction. And I was like, oh, I have this one I think you should like. And she goes, oh, great. And I was like, have you ever read all the young dudes? She goes, please, Sarah. Do you think my 2020 was normal? You think I didn't fall into that deep, deep hole? And I go, beautiful, <laughs> great, cool. Love that for you. And I've also, sh- I've shared that fan fiction. I felt shared a different fan fiction Draco Harry one with three people from the content ops team. And all of them have messaged me being like, you've ruined my life. And I'm like, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> but yeah, you were known as the fanfic dealer for a while. I still am. Please, you just got to <laughs> ask and I'll give. So here's a question. How many hits, meaning how many times do you pe- think people have clicked on all the young dudes? I'm going to say over a million. Yeah? 
Uh, yeah, I, I, I was going to say over a million too, but I, I don't know like the, like, I guess the range of like other ones and like in fanfic world. The only one that the biggest fanfic, which I hate to admit is a dream, uh, a oh, DNF okay, fanfic yeah. called Heat Waves. And that is the biggest fanfic I believe right now mm. in record, which is awful. <laughs> Ashley? Uh, they both said over a million. I'm going to say uh, over 500,000. Which I know is low. One dollar, Drew. All right. <laughs> so uh seven million and forty seven thousand oh, two hundred and eighty seven hits as the time I am talking about it. Fuck wow. yeah. That's so awesome. seven million. Seven million. Times people have clicked on more views than on. we ever got, which is why we're again. <laughs> it's it's insane. Like even just kudos, which means that you like like a fic and you need yeah. an account to kudos, a hundred and fifty a hundred and five thousand kudos. Uh, 21,000 bookmarks, 24,000 comments. Wow. Jesus. Yeah, it's like, it's huge. I cannot, it's like, that's the thing. It's like, you're like, wow, Sarah just never shut up about this fanfic. I was like, no, this is like, in my brain, this is more than a fanfic. This is um, like. Both can be true. Both can be true. Both can be true. <laughs> there, but, Sarah has not shut up about other fanfics that were smaller. <laughs> uh, <that's> true. <laughs> this one just kind of overtook my life for a very long time. I like, uh, this is, as I said, over 500,000 words. I read this shit in three days. Yeah. Like, it it took over my life. I probably skipped meetings to read this. I probably read it in meetings. Excuse you? What? <gasps> oh, my God. It was, she... it was 2020. No one gave a shit. Everyone was what? depressed. Like, are I you know surprised? I skip meetings. Just read fan fiction? You know, one of my favorite things is that she got mad at somebody for playing video games during a meeting, and then she started doing it. I will mm-hmm. say it again and I will keep saying it is I'm in that meeting to provide answers for questions. I don't need, I'm not a, it's not, it's a post-production meeting. Uh-huh. I'm not a post-producer. But you, I'm the manager of the manager. I'm just there to it's exist. It's still very polite just to be attentive during meetings. Ashley, do you care that I play video games during your meeting? Uh, it's getting pretty meta right now. I think it's funny. She didn't point out I was the one saying it. The one who yeah, but it's not your meeting. You don't go to that meeting and pay attention half the time. <laughs> it is true. Sometimes I am like, why? Well, I'm like, I'm glad you're here, Sammy. I was like, no, I don't know why I'm there half the time. There are times I look at Sammy, I'm like, there's, I don't know why I'm there half the time, which is why I exist and I'm there. So when they need me, I'm like, okay, what? And I keep semi-attention. I was playing games this morning and I answered a lot of questions. I think my favorite thing is when you get mad at me, you're like, we discussed this in the meeting. I was like, was it's I got there? Real meta, real yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. That was Nobody my comes to my post-production meetings. I come <laughs> to like every realize. single one of them. Do I pay attention? Maybe not, but I'm also not a post, post-production uh, person. Yes, you are. You're on the post team, Sarah. I am your boss. But you're in the post team. I'm in the, I, I'm not in the post team. I'm pre-pro, Jared, bro. can you believe this, how little she pays attention to these meetings? I know. Wild. <laughs> Fucking <I'm> rude. <laughs> All of you rude. The only person at this table who should be paying attention to the meeting is those two. They're the post people on this team table. Well, no, I mean, we're both producers now. So, like, I mean, yes. Wait, is it, everyone at this table is a producer. <laughs> post producer. Yes. Jaren. And then Ashley will go Gmod. And I go this VR, this. And then I go back on my phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you sit on your phone too. <laughs> there we go. Okay, we're done with this little tangent. Done with this tangent. <laughs> Anyways, the moral of this, like, do you guys have any questions, thoughts? I just talked at you a lot. So please share with um, me your thoughts. It's fascinating. It's really cool. I was really looking cool. at your chest most of that time. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> All right. It's very cool how they can take these 
characters and you know kind of making them their own giving their own story mm-hmm. flesh them out some more it's very cool um it is an interesting story i don't know if i'm invested in harry potter that much anymore to like in- read it right now you don't need me invested in harry potter you just need me invested in love damn all right damn. remus and sirius they just bring the title of this is that the title of this episode in love yeah. you don't need Not to be harry invested po- in harry potter invest in love i do love love i am a romantic and bitch. also you love a good like sad love i really do and this is like like it's like one of those that tickles the back of your throat and makes you want to choke a little bit like <gasps> several times throughout because like there's so many miscommunication moments that like Aww. are like best friends that eventually resolve it but like also like the whole thing where they like thought each other were the spies but they were also living together and like sharing the same bed every night but at the but same we know time how it's gonna end yeah you know how it's gonna end so like it's it's also f- so mm. like there's a point where you're like you go into it and you know it's gonna end canonically you know it like that is something that is so well known about this fic and then you reach a point in the set like once they're in the war you're like oh no like <laughs> it's canonical and you're just sitting there and you're looking at the tiny little words on your phone and you're like this is gonna hurt so bad like grant leaving hurts so bad because like you can't help for root for the guy like he was a guy who got himself off like the ground to help remus like he himself was in the gutters of sorts and remus helped him out and then he came back and helped remus out and then like knowing that they were so important to each other and then they he willingly goes i know that i will never be to you what sirius is and that's okay because i love you so much i'm willing to walk away and you're just like and then and then and then they die and then everyone (laughs) dies and then everyone dies then Then everyone dies dies. except for except for grant grant's Grant's still alive somewhere having a good time (laughs) no that should be the name of the title of this episode everyone dies including this show (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry it's so funny because like the actual description of this fanfic says nothing which is wild that it like went so big as it did which like really kind of says how great it is the, the description is long fic charting the marauders time at hogwarts and beyond from remus's point of view diversion from canon in that remus's father died when he was raised in a child's home and is a bit rough around the edges otherwise canon compliant 1971 to 1995 this is a wolf star fic but incredibly slow burn literally years long build up but worth it i promise Oh. And that's the, that's it. And then there's like other, it's them saying, don't post to Wattpad. Here's my Spotify playlist I created. And it is completed and done. And it's just. We all looked at that busy. I know. We all looked at that busy. They're gently tapped a busy. But yeah, good on this author because, like, first of all, this seems to be like a very long fic that they. He's building in. Oh my God. I'm an adult. I'm 26. I'm almost 27. It's okay. We can all. God, I'm almost 30. Fuck off. <laughs> you are not. You can't say that I'll yet. I'll wrap it up like that. No. I'm the youngest person at this table. Yes, you are. Mm. By a lot. <laughs> not that much. I mean. Karen's not that much older than me. I'm 30. Ending the show is bittersweet. Very bittersweet. <laughs> I am the child at the table. I'm just kidding. I love the show so very much. Do you have anything else before we like do some final words? No, I mean, like, take it from here. But it just basically, I've been wanting to talk about all the young dudes for over a year. And so I apologize if I butchered it a bit. Uh, because I don't think you did. I think you did a really good job. It's been a minute it's since I read it. Because it's Steffi 188. Tried to take over. I think she I let you uh, have have it. But it's good. Uh, if you want a good book, I can be you nice. can download it to your phone, Kindle, everything. 
I highly recommend it. Very, it's it's one of those books that like sits with you and you learn something from it. Like it's one of those that you like kind of learn to trust yourself and love yourself and all those things. So that's my final thought. Um, Harry Potter is better when the community writes it, not when the author writes it. All of the, uh, I've read so many great fan fictions that are significantly better than the original work. So if you hate JK Rowling and she's a turf, I agree. And go read some fan fiction and support some queer authors out there because they deserve it better than she does. And they put a lot Absolutely. of time and effort into some of those mm-hmm. works. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Jaren, final words. Yeah, it's uh, I think one thing that I take away from this is like it's okay to separate the art from the artist and still like the art. And you know, a lot of fandoms take control of that and make it their own and provide you know that kind of diversity mm-hmm. that the artist you know won't either support or didn't put in there in the first place. So. It's very cool. Um, that sounds the fanfic sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. So good, yeah. Jaren. It's one of those things where I wish like I didn't get so easily distracted while I read. <laughs> I, I'm the worst. I like I just my mind wanders. I so would love hard. for because you, you love music too, mm. and I feel like you would enjoy this because there's so many references to music, and like I think like every chapter is like named after a song That's or awesome. something, and That's like super cool. It's so integrated into the music of the time as well. Like it's. I like have a weird obsession with like random Queen and Bowie songs mm. because of this fic. So I, mm. I, you know, I'll send you the link. We'll like give it a shot. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. She's that. She's slinging that fan fiction around. Yeah. Uh, Ashley, final words. Um, I think this was a really good episode to end on. Um, I think that of all of the types of talking about fandom, Harry Potter is probably one of the biggest. And it sounds like this might be one of the biggest pushes from fan creation into new content. And one of the cool things about fan fiction and about fandom in general is about taking the content and creating something more, creating community, creating just uh, extra environments and why that's exciting. And I think that's why we made this podcast is Mm -hmm. to kind of talk about like what happens once the art is made, what happens once it's out there and people start taking it and doing things with it and talking about it and getting into Tumblr fights and (laughs) getting into all, you know, fan fiction writing and all that kind of fun stuff. So I feel like this was a really fun one to end on. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Enjoyed it. Uh, You make me want to read it, Sarah, but I, don't know if Ashley, I have you the read time. all of Manacled. You read all of Manacled. There's I no reason you can't read this. Did okay. Like, you're <laughs> like, right. like that. You're Can right. It's like, <laughs> like the thing is, is Manacled is I think like the fourth most popular. Also, if you ever like go check the the warnings on that one, it's the fourth most read Harry Potter fanfic. It's rough. It's, it's really <laughs> so. It's a lot. It's a lot. So if you have any kind of triggers, it's probably not for you. But it is a very compelling story but I know Ashley read all of it Hermione <laughs> and it is half the size a little like the all the young dudes is an extra 200,000 words Jesus just an extra 200,000 <laughs> I, I, I do want to point out like the why we made this podcast is like we wanted a, a different voice to all these things that we're really into that we don't really get to hear and we wanted to be the voices since we didn't really hear them and even though we are Technically not cancelable. We're totally cancelled. Um, I want to thank everyone who's been on this journey. Sarah, I poke fun, but it was a wonderful episode. I This is actually a really interesting fic, and I can't wait to check it out. Are you actually going to check it out? No. Uh, <laughs> I was like, did I finally win? <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> I just know who you are. We gotta Always. be accurate to our brand. Always. 
anyways, it was still, regardless, a really interesting episode. Like, I, this was really fascinating, and I really hope that people do check it out. Uh, do support, like, especially queer writers and artists. Please, please support them. Um, with that, thank you for this year-long hey, can journey. can I say my last comment? Oh, I thought you did. I'm sorry. No, you <laughs> skipped over me. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I was just going to say that I really would like to thank all of you because I want you all of the people who are watching i appreciate it and i love that we've had this relationship together and i love reading the comments and i highly recommend you guys going back and listen to old ones and like yeah. i still check out the comments on some stuff that's like posted months ago if it's a video i hosted i'm always like i wonder if anybody else knew who's watched this but also i'd like to thank steffi who bullied the shit out of me <laughs> to do this out podcast. of all of us yeah oh, no everybody yeah and, like, steffi bullied so many people to make this podcast happen like i don't think mm -hmm. that's ever been fully stated but Steffi, Ashley, and I used to stream together on every Wednesday. I and miss doing that. Before the pandemic, we just all go to Steffi's house and we'd stream together. And then pandemic hit and we didn't really know what to do. And so we started like me and Ashley built up streaming stations at our house so that we mm -hmm. could still do it. And then um we used to there do was, collabs. Yeah, we used to do collabs. And then one day there was a day where Steffi goes, The game's not working. Should we just sit around and talk? I don't care. And I go, Yeah, sure. And then we had some kind of conversation and I think it was about ABO or some shit. And you go, we <laughs> need a back. fucking podcast. And I go, no, that's too much work. I don't want to do a podcast. You did and say I, that a lot. I fought for this podcast not to happen <laughs> yeah. for so long. You did, long. I do remember. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I don't want this yeah. to happen. I don't want this to exist. And then this I would such tell a pain our in my ass. I, was, I tell like our friends, Hannah McCarthy, who was on the Our Flag Who uh, Means Death uh, episode. episode. And I'm like, Hannah, wouldn't this be such a cool podcast? podcast and then Hannah's like yeah it'd be such a good podcast and then Sevi told Trevor who is the like our our boss, boss and was like ah we want to do this podcast and Trevor is always such a supporter of us and like mm -hmm. and women-led things and he's like yeah fucking do it just do it and then Jaron of course has stepped up immediately being like I want to be involved in this which I <laughs> just want to like call out like yeah. we didn't rope Jaron into this Jaron willingly volunteered <laughs> the first second it was this mentioned. is very true yeah y'all yeah. were like we're doing a podcast and I was like I want to help like, yeah exactly me, okay. I, I wanted to this. be clear Jaron is the only one I did not bully <laughs> that's true this is no. true Jaron volunteered willingly to join this group and I just wanted yeah, to like we started off on stream doing stream stuff and then yeah. we you know then we moved to just VOD and Spotify and stuff so. yeah. yeah and like, I'm it was glad, exciting yeah. yeah and I'm glad that we got this far and I'm like really appreciate that you did do that because you were Aww. such you know you you may not be on camera, but you're such an integral part oh, of what yes. this is. Absolutely. And I always love to look over and see what your face is when I say something <laughs> fucking absurd. It like makes my day every single day. And like, Ashley, I always appreciate you going on for the ride of mm -hmm. mine and Steffi's fucking ridiculous bullshit. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. that's generally what it is. Ashley yeah. just in the corner being like, yeah. <laughs> and Steffi in the corner, like fucking fists up, ready to fight. <laughs> so. And that's Ashley trying to calm us down. Karen on the side, just like, make sure it's on camera. <laughs> yeah. So that's my final thought is that like, I know that I fought for this, but I'm glad it happened. Me and too. I'm glad that I have it. And I enjoyed it so very much. And if somebody's like, hey, let's revamp it, I would absolutely do it 100%. Uh, Sarah, can I add a little something to that? Yeah. Um, those were going to be the second final words. We're talking about final words about the fic. I ruined Steffi's thunder. Uh, again. Final, final words. Final, final words. I, well, actually started going off, so I thought it was acceptable. I was talking about the episode first. Okay, Steffi, go on ahead. You do it again. No, fuck it. I uh, ruined it again. I, does yeah. anyone else have anything to say no, about No, you say it. No. You say it. Do your final words. Do your, uh, I don't even know what it is anymore. You I ruined it. 
It's okay. I love you the so much. The mood is off now. Um, Jared. Okay. Final, final words about our journey to the end of OT3. It's been fun. Yeah. It's been fun. You know, uh, it's one of those things where y'all were like, we're going to do podcasts on fan fiction. And I was just like, <laughs> I want to help, but I don't know what anything was. <laughs> so like, it's like a, it was yeah. like a whole new world for me. So, um, you know, it's just, it's been fun. I learned, learned a lot. <laughs> we had the, we had the slickest stuff. We had yeah. like, we had video before anyone had video. We were doing cool stuff. That was all you, Jaren. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I remember a lot of people coming out and being like, how the fuck is Jaren doing OT3 because we can't do that? Exactly. <laughs> like, that's so cool. Now, <laughs> now a lot of the other podcasts here at Rooster Teeth are going to be doing video. Um, I think we inspired them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of funny. Um, but yeah, no, Jaren, you were you were fantastic. I, this wouldn't have happened without Jaren. Honestly, absolutely no. not. Like, absolutely. No, we couldn't have. It's yeah. a lot of work. happy to help. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Ashley, do you have any final words? Um, I have enjoyed all of this. Like anything, you know, we're producers behind the scenes here at Rooster Teeth. This was one of our own creations. And like anything, you realize how hard it is to create something, (laughs) to keep it going, to have ideas constantly, rain or shine, Mm -hmm. um, pulling things through. Like sometimes it was magic and sometimes we were pulling things at the last second. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that episode about Ashley's smut books was absolutely me and Ashley panicking because Steffi mixed up her flights. it was a good episode. (laughs) Oh, it was a great episode at the end, but definitely sitting down for that, I go, this is going to be a fucking shit show. I'm so sorry. And Jaren, literally, I go, Jaren, we're going to go from an episode of three. He goes, doesn't sound like you got anything. Are we sure? Yeah. I was so hesitant about filming one. I was like, really? Okay, I'll claim fault on that one. I had mixed up my flight days. I thought I was leaving on a Wednesday. It was actually a Tuesday. And the panic yeah. But it's everything. It's schedules. Mm-hmm. It's recording weekly. Guys, we put out episodes weekly. We edited year. them. We researched them. We have other full-time jobs. Like, it's been insane. Like, mm-hmm. and... You know, I I love where we are. We have this down to like a chaotic science at this point. I I don't know how to explain it. Don't ever fucking tell them. And I only I know only like BK and Lindsay and Kai like listen. But I respect the cast so much right now. The the Achievement has two podcasts. I don't know. He fucking does it. But I respect the Achievement Hunter cast so much more right now because this is fucking hard. It's a lot. A lot of time. Uh, Sarah, do you have anything else you want to say? Or No, I did the whole thing. I'm okay. so sorry. What? I ruined it. No, do you have other things, Steffi? Yeah, I do. I have some <laughs> final words. Uh, one, if we do have some merch, it's uh, our goodbye merch, technically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a shirt with a limit that says warning on it. And if you're into fan fiction, you know what that means. We also have a cute little hat. It, means, lemon- it doesn't mean lemon party, just for the record. <laughs> <laughs> it means warning lemon fig. Yeah, a little, yeah, two different things which we had to go over in our charmed episode. Yes. <laughs> um so yeah, please if you want to do a final support of the show, that's going to be the best way. Um maybe re-listen to an episode, leave a comment. Um yeah. Hopefully this isn't the end completely that we'll be able to do something in the future. If it is, honestly, this was so much fun. I can't think everyone here, Sarah, I know I gave you so much crap, but <laughs> I love you. Um, you made this show fun and exciting Ashley you will always be my rock I rely on you more than I think you realize Uh, we both rely on Ashley more than I think she realizes or she does realize it and she's ready to fucking deck us yeah one or the other Jaren seriously like Ashley said we could not have this show without you like you 
made our little turd into a polished piece of gold. <laughs> Let's be honest. It looked nice. <laughs> like we had nothing and you made it into something that was actual presentable. <laughs> um, and yeah, I, I did say I, we said I bullied people, but there was a lot of people behind the scenes who fully supported us. And I yes. want to thank them Absolutely. so much. Like Hannah, Alyssa, Evan, Trevor, Lewis, like you guys were there and said fucking Lindsay, do it. Jeff, BK, Jeff, like every, like Michael mm-hmm. Jones. Thank you Michael so much. Mm-hmm. The, the amount of people who were upset about us being canceled and being sad, like Elise Willem sent me a text Elise, being they, like, Elise, Elise is yeah. so sad Elise that we were getting canceled. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much uh, from Funhouse because you guys were so supportive. And I know we we wanted some more people from Funhouse, but we just couldn't. Well, we got canceled. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so is hard. everyone who has been here for us, thank you so much. Um, and yeah, whatever, it was, this is well, fun. Yeah, thank you. Maybe we'll still post some TikToks from time to time because they can't take that from us. That's on my cell phone. <laughs> Fucking fight me. <laughs> yeah. see, I'll just I'll just start going rants about fandoms uh, on TikTok, and mm-hmm. Steffi and Ashley both have the login. Maybe we'll get Jaren on. He can go on rants about K-pop. Yeah. <laughs> And who knows? We don't know what the future holds. Yeah. Maybe there'll be another type of OT3 spin up. <laughs> who knows? Like next week, somebody can share us and we accidentally get like 10,000 views and they have to renew us. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so if you know anybody famous who wants to hit them up, <laughs> we're going to have Gavin on. I totally forgot about I, that. No, do not bring this up because I'm so angry at you. Bro, I got so much going on. Okay, no, no. We're, one we're, last we're, right, we're airing right, this we out on. Right. So at the end of one of our episodes, I gave Sarah a uh, list of plans to do. Okay? And she's doing, like, Darren? I I'm got right. it. I got it. She's like, just make sure you slack me. And I'm like, okay. So I slacked her. The following week, I'm like, hey, are you ready for this date? She's like, no, it was supposed to be you. I'm like, no, it's not. And, and she's then like, she screenshotted it to me. And I screenshot the message <laughs> and send it to her. Yeah. And I'm like, no. But we got a smut episode out of it, so at least there's. <laughs> That's true. We did get a smut episode. It was a decent episode. <laughs> Come on. But alas, no Gavin free episode because I, I, me and Sevy both were like, I bet if we told Gavin we're gonna get canceled, he'd, he'd do be it. on an episode. And yeah. you can talk about whatever he wants. You can do. So but... Gavin, you can talk about any fandom thing you want. Explain Halo to me. Let's go. <laughs> can you imagine? Oh it would be a fucking but mess. Once again, we got canceled. What could have been? What could have been? <laughs> Lainey, our lawyer, apparently took a. We always hinted at this, but Lainey, the the like the VP of legal at Rooster Teeth, she took a fan fiction class in college and was going like to come a, and talk. Le- the legality of fan we fiction. We had like I'm going to be real. We did have a lot more planned. It just <laughs> yeah. And then we got we got four episodes left, and so we're all like, I want to make sure I talk about Harry Potter and, and Doctor said, Who. And, yeah. And I'm sorry I didn't talk about Stargate. That's something I did also want to talk about, but whatever. Mm. Um, yeah. Also, um. I want to. I, I do want to say thank you to everyone else here because I was planning to bully our bosses, um, and I'm pretty sure if I did, it wouldn't. The show wouldn't has been as clean as it was. <laughs> you were gonna bully Trevor and Lewis to make this happen. I I don't mind doing that. I mean, I'm not against it, but I'm just like very surprised that, that was the that was your idea. You weren't gonna bully me and Ashley. You were gonna bully Lewis and Trevor. When have I ever been afraid of those two? Not afraid, <laughs> but I just think, like, why would that work? I don't know. I am stupid. Okay, cool. <laughs> but we didn't, and we made an actual, like, uh, what's the thing called? A pitch deck. A pitch deck. We, we, we made pitched a, it. Yeah. We, 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 we were, like, the only IP that did everything from the, the beginning to the end, because Sarah made us follow all the rules. <laughs> she did. 
all the 12 fucking rules to getting accepted because she was like, this is never, they're never going to accept us. Accept, accept, accept. She was because like, I just never wanted someone this. to say no because I didn't no, want no a one fucking no. podcast. No one said no. No one said no. And this still no blows one, my everybody mind. was like, yeah, do it. Do it. Do it. Yeah, yeah so thank you it. for everyone who yes. said yes. Thank you, our viewers. Seriously, the, the, the you guys who've been here from the beginning, who people just joined on, everyone who left a review or a comment, like seriously, if mm-hmm. you just listened to us, never said a thing, I don't care. I'm just happy you were here. Thank our you. Our design so, team oh that God, made us all of our team. pretty stuff. We said we want 90s retro girl shit and they oh, delivered. They yeah. did so hard. Oh my God. Uh, the the market, the store team for making my dream come true. Of we how- go, we're getting canceled. Can we get merch? And they go, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I know, right? The thing is, I had this vision in my head since the very beginning. I wanted something citrus based and we got it. And I'm so fucking happy. Yep. And then we're going to get it sent to our houses and we're going to wear it at RTX and we'll pick a day and we'll tell everybody to wear it. And then we'll see all of our OT3 fans in yes. person. Yes. Oh my God. Okay, I, I think we need to wrap up. We're we going do. on. We need to fucking <laughs> this is leave. Like a this is, this is uh, the poor Ashley. With that, um, thank you, everybody. Thank you, everyone here. Darren, Ashley, Sarah, thank you so much. Thank, thank you, you, audience. Um, we love you. Well, thank we you. love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye.